Hi, Genies. Welcome to yet another episode of Access Genie, the podcast that opens doors to success in the world of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Ansela Nombeo, and today I'm coming on my own. I'm not interviewing a guest today because I'm bringing you something many of you have indicated time and time again that you need. I'm doing a business masterclass. Many of you have asked me, how do we build a business from scratch and be able to scale it and make it grow across different regions on the continent and around the world. And today I'm going to tell you just how you can do that. And when I was thinking around what sectors to talk about, it was such a no brainer for me to start with a public relations business because that was my first business. If you are new to my journey, you wouldn't know this. So let me tell you a little bit about myself. I started as a journalist interviewing incredible young, vibrant entrepreneurs and even some of the world's top billionaires and through those interactions I got to learn a lot about business but I also got to learn about what is missing in the market. I had a lot of entrepreneurs ask me to help them write their press releases. They'll ask me about how they can share their stories to larger audiences and how to package those stories and it became such a no-brainer for me to start a public relations company which is Rallinka Media. You can get the details right here if you want to be a part of the family. So I started this PR and marketing firm that has really done well. We've had clients from across the continent, from South Africa, Zimbabwe, Angola, Tanzania, Rwanda, Kenya, the United States, the United Kingdom, the list goes on and on. And even as we, I sit here today, we're trying to still keep growing across different regions. So this is how you can start your own public relations company. Get a pen and paper and Let's get into it. Step one, research, research, research. A lot of people make that mistake of just diving in head first without doing proper research on the business or the sector that you want to get into. So if you want to start a public relations company, you have to conduct research. Research number one, is there a need for it in the area that I want to do? So are you trying to do it to start off in Johannesburg, in Bulawayo, or in Dar es Salaam? Are you trying to grow across the continent? And you also need to think about who am I trying to service? It's always good to pick a niche of some sort. Do you want to service people within the beauty space, for example, or you want to service people who are in the food space? Or like me, you want to service young startup entrepreneurs. You need to be very clear about which space or sector that you want to get into because there's nothing wrong with being a full service PR agency, but the problem at the beginning is that you're not an expert in it. So try and pick one thing that will make you your name within the industry. Pick a, a sector. Pick even an item that you do, like a service that you provide. So for, for example, you could be an expert in email marketing services, and that's what your PR company focuses on. Or you could be an expert in writing, like copywriting. And people know when they come to you, they get the best copy than they've ever received anywhere else. That's also something to consider. Or you could say, listen, what are the best damn content creators that this continent has ever seen? And when people come to you, they know that nobody does content creation better than you and your team. So in your research, decide what am I good at? What do I thrive on? 
What kind of skills do I possess that I can really focus on and become the expert in that space? And once you've chosen that, it will make it easier for you to get your first clients. So in your research, make sure that you understand which niche or which sector or which type of PR you want to do for your clients. And after you've done all of that beautiful research, you need to then be able to say, okay, so where do I place myself here? You always place yourself where you are mostly competitive, where you know that when people say your name in the room, people will be like, we know that person because they're always winning. So ensure that that is in place and that's the kind of space that you choose for yourself. Step two, after you've done your research, you need to ensure that you analyze your customer. You've decided who your customer is, but what do they really want? How do they want to be spoken to? What are the pain points that they're already facing with the companies that they're already working with, if they're already working with them? So it's important to analyze every potential customer that you have and make sure that you know what their pain point is. If you deal with that pain point, you're in the money. I wanna lie, you're in the money. Pain points, pain points, pain points. Address those with your business and the services that you offer and it will be faster for you to grow and gain traction. So I say now, you've done your research, you've analyzed your customer, you know exactly what your customer needs. The third thing that you need to do is to ensure that you put the right processes in place. A lot of small businesses fail because of lack of processes. Create every process that you can ever think of from how you onboard employees, how you onboard clients, what you say to your clients, your contracts and what they say, what your business philosophy is and what are your negotiables and non-negotiables. If somebody complains about something in your business, how do you address them? You have to have all of this in place. Create your customer journey maps, how people get onboarded onto the team. Every single aspect should have its own journey map and you need to understand how you deal with every different types of scenario you might face in your business. Because if your processes are not right, I say it again, your business will fail. You want to be able as the founder of the business to work on the business and not in the business. And processes are the ones that help you work on the business because you can leave it with anybody they'll know exactly what to do at any given point you could be in the hospital you could decide to go on holiday in bali and your business will still thrive without you because you have the right processes in place and when you're thinking of processes for a public relations company you might want to think on things like if a client approaches us for a service what is our immediate response? Do we share a booklet about the company? Do we share our pricing structures? What is the pricing structure and how do we decide on how we price? That's something that needs to be imprinted within your processes. You need to think about when, for example, you go on a content shoot with your clients, what happens with the content? Do we drop them at a, on a particular drive that everyone can access? 
Because, you know, accidents happen. You need to be able to look at all of the risk factors that your business has and put processes in place that eliminate those risks. So think about your entire business journey and your entire process journey and then ensure that every risk that might okay is mitigated within the process strategies that you put within your business. And then number four, you need to start building your networks. Networks are very important in the PR space because you're knocking on people's doors almost every single day. <laughs> I know my team at Ralinka Media, Amy and Laura would attest to this. We do a lot of knocking on behalf of our clients from knocking on the door of a journalist asking and pitching a story that would feature our clients, for example, or we're knocking on influencer doors because we want them to collaborate with our clients clients or we're knocking on advertisers doors because we're trying to book billboards for our clients. There's so much knocking that happens and it becomes so difficult if you don't have the right kind of network and the right kind of relationships under your belt. So you have to build relationships network and nurture those relationships. I'll do a separate video soon around how you can build relationships and nature relationships. So ensure that you've got those relationships with your people that you deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. For us at Ralinka Media, it will be relationships with people in the press. So we make sure that we follow them on social media, we interact with their content. If they write an incredible piece of work, we say kudos, that was such a great read, we love it, without wanting anything in return. The reason why I always push my team to also build the relationships themselves with the people in the media is because, think about this, have you ever had that one rel a relative or friend who only calls when they want something. When you see their number, you know. Ah, <laughs> you even want to respond immediately. I don't have the time to run when they just say hi, like I'm broke. <laughs> so that relative will only talks to you when they want something from you. Think about how that feels. It doesn't feel right, right? It doesn't feel nice. It doesn't feel right. It feels like you're being used. It feels, it feels off. But how do you think a journalist would feel when every time they see your email coming or call or WhatsApp coming, they know, oh, oh, she wants something. So that's important to always nurture relationships, even when you want nothing at all. Know when the journalist's birthday is, send a little gift. When they write stuff, be interested in what they're writing. Be interested in what they're about so that they get to also know you as a person and be authentic and genuine about how you go around doing it because if it's inauthentic, they'll feel it. Those people are journalists. They ask questions every single day. So they'll feel it if it feels like it's not genuine. So be genuine about it and really care about them, their lives and what they do on a day-to-day -day basis. And when you do that, it becomes easier for you to also frame stories based on what they would most likely gravitate towards. Because even if, if you've got a good story, you've got a good story. So have a good story to sell and build that network and the relationships to be able to grow and sell that. Number five, you need to then start building a portfolio of work. Results are really big in PR. So you need to build evidence, show that you're able to do the work that you claim you're able to do. So even when you're starting out and you don't have a client 
already go knock at the next door restaurant or your your neighbor who sells clothes whatever it is that is around you go knock on their door and say listen i'm starting my own pr company i'd like to do this for you for nothing i know people will be like what i must work for free you're building here rome wasn't built in a day you have to do a few free stuff because at this point you don't have a portfolio we don't even know if you can write a press release and we don't know if the press release that you can write can get press attention we don't know that you can secure media interviews we don't know that you can create content we don't know you can buy google ads or whatever it is that you choose to do so create a portfolio of evidence to showcase that you can do the work that you said you'll do so go around ask people look at an influencer online for example if you want your agency to focus on managing talent and say listen i'd like to be your manager for the next three months can we work together i want nothing in return and go and do everything you can for those companies that you choose to do that for and you'll see results and then you can use those results as part of your portfolio of evidence that will then propel you and your business for growth now that you've got that portfolio of evidence, now at number six, I'm sure you're like, ah, Ansela, when are we registering this business? For me, it doesn't make sense to rush registering a business or an entity that you don't even know if it's going to work or if it's not going to work. But if you do all of those five things, you're figuring it out, right? You're getting to learn what you like, what you don't like, what you enjoy. You're learning and putting processes in space. So number six for me would then be ensuring that your entity is legal it's very easy to open business in most countries on the continent today so just open that business register it ensure that you understand what the taxes look like and if you are registering for VAT make sure you understand what implications VAT has on your business and it's very very important to ensure that your business is legal and it is registered. Compliance is one thing that loses a lot of service businesses business. If you're not compliant, you won't get business. At Ralinka Media, we work with companies like this. I'm sure you know it, right? This is Sibanya Stillwater. For you to, to be able to do work with a company like this, you need to be compliant. Your taxes need to be in order. You need to be registered. You need to, everything must be in place and be compliant. So don't put compliance to the side thinking that, oh well, I'll continue do my, doing my business and I won't grow because you won't get the types of clients that one day you might want to get if you're not compliant. And number seven, now that you're compliant with your business, you can go then and do the fun things that a lot of entrepreneurs like. Go open up a website, social media pages, and have fun with those, write exceptional bios, showcase the work that you do. What's nice about doing the step towards the end is that now you've got a portfolio of evidence that you can now put on your website that showcases the kind of work that you and your team does. Oh, and some people today say you don't need a physical business card. Let me tell you, those help a lot. I was at an event recently and had a queue of people waiting for me to scan my business card on my phone. And I saw other people leave that I ended up not connecting with because now we're just waiting to scan on the phone. Yet if I had business cards on that day, I could have been able to just give them around a little bit faster. So create those physical business cards, create that 
fun, vibrant website that talks to what you and your team do. Create those fun social media pages and create content around that. So if you're telling people that you can get them press, you better have press for yourself. Because how are you going to get me press interview if you don't even have a single one for yourself? If you're telling people that you're an exceptional content creator, let them see the content on those pages that your business has created so that they can have that proof that you can create exceptional content. Same applies goes to business writing, email marketing, whatever it is. Start speaking proudly about whatever it is you're an expert on. And finally, now that you've got all of that, I'll then go and write the business plan because now I know who my competitors are. I know exactly what I want to do. I know my financial projections. I know which space I'm going to go into. I know what my value is in the space. So by doing all of these steps first, you're able to then write a well-informed business plan that you can use for yourself and your team in terms of accountability and growth strategies. But you can also use it for your investors if you're seeking to raise funds to grow your business. I hope this really helps you build your own public relations and marketing company. If you've got any questions, questions, feel free to send me an email to DM me, but make sure if you haven't subscribed already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. So you're the first person to hear every time we upload new videos. Goodbye.